Welcome to another episode of the Granite List Live, where we discuss all things related to human capital and employee benefits. I'm Lee Dill. And I'm Sally Pace. And today we're joined by David Stedman, who is the CEO of Bright Dime. David, thanks for being here. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. We're really excited about telling your story. Will you tell us what Bright Dime is? Yes, absolutely. So Bright Dime is a financial wellness company. And we sell our financial wellness solution to employers who in turn give it to employees as an employee benefit. And pray tell, what makes you qualified to be in this space? Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Well, honestly, I, I, I think when I first got into the space, I can't say I was absolutely qualified. But <laughs> after doing it now for, for nine years, I'd say I am very qualified. But before I started Bright Time, I was a Wall Street guy. I worked in New York for Goldman Sachs and London for Barclays Capital. I spun out of that. I ran a hedge fund for 14 years. And my brain is certainly well suited for that world. But after you enter the trading world for 15, 20 years, my heart at least kind of got hardened by it. The people are smart. They're driven. They're interesting. But you don't go home from work saying, hey, I really did something for somebody today. And after doing it for many years, it kind of got to me. So I decided to close the hedge fund down and start what is now Bright Dime. The idea from the beginning was to figure out how we can help the people that don't have access to financial tools, resources, and coaching. Tell us a little bit more of the details of what are you providing to these employees? One of the things that kind of drove me to this was that about 80% of America is living paycheck to paycheck. It's the number one source of stress in America. 60 some odd percent can't pay a $500 emergency bill. Those were the kind of things that we are trying to solve. So what we're, the way we do it is I think pretty interesting because it keeps people engaged with their financial life over the long term. From a big picture, we are providing people with education. We're providing people with the tools to manage their financial life. So once we educate them, we then provide them the tools to execute whatever we educate them about. And then there's a coach to continue teaching them over time. And it's a circular thing. So we educate, we coach, we provide the tools, and then they can keep coming back to our coaches as many times as they want. It works really well in keeping people engaged for the long term. And are you connecting people to people or is the coaching kind of more automated? What does that look like? Great question. The coaching is live coaching. So we have highly qualified trained coaches that they can chat with anytime they want. And when I say highly qualified, I do mean, you know, from a financial standpoint, but what I think is kind of more important with our coaches and what makes them unique is that they are trained in empathy. They're trained in behavioral science. So for example, if somebody wants to buy a house, that is a big, big goal. So we're going to break that down into 10 to 20 goals that they can achieve in order to get to the point where they can finally buy that house. We work with a lot of people that are in difficult financial situations. So having empathy is really critical with this. We're not trying to go right in there and change somebody's lives. Our coaches are there to say, hey, we're here to help you. We're going to figure out how to get through this and hopefully help you maintain the lifestyle that you've chosen. So our coaches are really different. Now, one thing about our coaching that's also, I think, different than anybody else out there is that when a coach and employee connect with each other, the employee will automatically share his or her platform with the coach. So the coach can see what their debt situation is, their expenses, their income, 
their whole financial picture. So the coach doesn't have to go in and ask a bunch of intrusive questions in order to give relevant, personalized advice. So what does it look like? I'm an employee and I want to enroll in your platform. What data sources are you connecting with in order to have the full user experience? What we do is we pull in every account that the user has. We can do it electronically or the user can manually put in those accounts themselves. So we aggregate through a company called Plaid. Aggregation is nothing terribly new. And in fact, if somebody does aggregate and they don't use one of the primary companies like Plaid, I would hesitate to use them just for security reasons. But what is exciting is what we do with that data once we get it. Like we can automatically set a budget for somebody. We automatically set goals for people. The key to keeping somebody engaged is to make sure they don't have to do a bunch of work. (laughs) You're not going to find many people that love working on their finances. So what we try to do is say, hey, you don't have to work. Here's the information for you. Work with our coach. We'll help you tweak it. But we want to make sure we get you on the right path. I also spent some time in the financial industry, and I know that there are lots of the larger institutions out there offer financial wellness tools of some kind, especially if they have a banking relationship with the entity, the employer. Why do employers choose you guys over a B of A or or whatnot? Well, one of the primary things, it's actually not that hard for us to compete against, say, a B, B of A or Fidelity or those guys, because we don't sell anything. We have no products or services that we sell. And the primary reason that the big boys have gotten into this business is so that they can sell their other products. Now, most employers don't want their employees sold something. And we make sure that the employees know that we don't sell anything, that they can trust us. And that helps with our engagement. It helps with uh, employees wanting to talk to a coach. Uh, So that's one thing. We are unbiased. The second thing is, honestly, our solution's better. You know, these guys are doing it, and when I say these guys, the big boys, they're doing it to check a box. And we have spent almost 10 years making our solution as good as it can be, and it continues to change and it continues to improve over time. So I think our, our solution is better. And the last is that we're known for high engagement. And I think that's what the employer wants, is they want us to be able to help their employees. So the more people we get engaged with our product, the better off they're going to be and and the better benefit we're going to offer that employer. So engagement is difficult. And you just mentioned, you know, nobody really likes to talk about finances, especially their own. What do you do? What's different? How do you engage these employees? Well, I'll say, first of all, it's not easy. And anybody in the financial wellness world will tell you it's not easy. You're asking about the employee. I think there are two sections of this. There's the employer and then the employee. So what we do before we even launch Brightdown with the employer is we create a marketing campaign with their, if it's their HR department or whoever the appropriate person is, we create a marketing campaign for a few months before we even launch Brightdown so that when the employee receives that Brightdown email, they're excited about it. They know it's coming. They now know who Brightdown is. But if we just send an email without that, there's a good chance they may delete that email. So there's that big campaign up front. That's really good to get people engaged. You know, I I would like to say it's all our product that makes our engagement higher than others, but I think a lot of it is our customized marketing campaign up front. Now, your question, I think, is more about how do you keep that employee engaged? And that's also difficult. We do a few different things. What we've realized is every person learns in a different way Mm -hmm. and every person gets engaged in a different way. So we have, for example, 
monthly fireside chats and webinars. Fireside chats are shorter, webinars are say 30 minutes, fireside chats are 15. We do it on very, very specific topics. We know that each topic is not going to cover the entire population of that company, but we know that some people that are interested in that topic are going to sign up for it. And our coaches do these webinars and fireside chats so they can meet a coach. They can see how the coach and Brightdown can help them on a specific topic. And that tends to continue to increase our engagement over time. That works really, really well. The other thing that we're doing is we are continuing to try to educate the entire population, whether they have signed up for Brightdown or not. And we do this through email campaigns. And when I say campaign, I don't mean like marketing type campaigns. I mean, just education. That's our job. We're there to educate and help the employees. So what we also see is those people that read these emails and start to learn by it, start to say, hey, maybe I can use Brightdown. We're showing them different ways that they can use us. And then so we'll continue to get those people to sign up over time. Once the employee signs up, and this is, I guess, a third part of engagement is how do you keep them engaged? And that's what I was talking about a few minutes ago, where you have the coaching and the education and tools. And we've got also we're gamifying it a little bit where we have tasks for the employee to do over time, whether it's weekly or monthly. We don't want to inundate them with things, but we want them to have reasons to come back to bright time. So. We try to do it to where it doesn't feel intrusive and it feels, I hate to use the word fun when you talk about finance, but maybe a little bit fun. Yeah. Informative. Speaking of finances, do you mind kind of educating our audience and talking to us about what your financial model is? We have a lot of different tools that they can use. Sort of the core to our model is that we believe that the hub of being financially successful is having a budget. Getting somebody to create a budget is no small task. There's been a lot of press recently about Mint getting rid of its budget. We actually don't have the same problems that Mint had, but you don't go right out and say, hey, go create a budget and somebody's going to do it. So we take a two-step process, which is really different. We answer the question that most people really want to know out of the gates. They don't have to do any work, which is how am I doing this month? We have a heat map that shows them where their spending is and whether it's spending more or less than they normally do. That's not a budget, but at least it gets them to the point of answering that question. We then use that to try to move them into creating a budget. But the cool thing about our budget, A, it's simple. Budgets need to be super simple. You don't want people to have to work on it every month. You want them to come in and say, yeah, I'm doing okay or I'm not. So it is super simple. But what we also do is we can pre-populate and show the individual what they're spending in each category already. So they have a starting point and we recommend that they just use that. And it may not be a good budget, but it can be a way to get them started. And once you get them started on that budget, it works really well. The second important part of our tools is the goals that are set. They can set their own goals, which is great. Just like the budget, we believe that goals that we need to get people started. So we have three pretty simple goals, earn more than you make. And we show them that pay down credit card debt, and create an emergency fund. All three very important things, all very simple. And I've had people say, why do you put earn more than you make or spend less than you earn? The reason is, is once people see it on a graph, they become more motivated. It's really, really interesting. The behavioral science of this is is fascinating that they see it and then they want to see that green bar go up the next month at the same time. So it works really well. I know we don't have time to go into all the tools we have, 
but we have a, you know, investing tools. We have balance sheet tools, net worth analysis, various things that people can use. A little something for everybody, but what we're really trying to do is get people in touch with their financial life, educate them, and then have a coach there for them to talk to. So I think you just answered my next question, which is why would an employer group offer this to their employees when you can kind of buy off the shelf products for financial? Is it motivation? Are the employees more motivated with this product? One thing I said earlier is a big factor of trust. So we don't sell anything. So the employees trust us. And I'm not sure if you guys have used these you know, off the shelf or you know, free applications out there. They constantly try to sell you things. That's their revenue model. They have to do that. It's fine, but we don't. So they know they can trust us. I think the way we deliver coaching is very different and much more personalized than anything else out there. So I think that helps. But your question, I think really is still, why would the employer offer this? It does cost the employer. We have really figured out a way to better show them why it's a very high ROI. We can increase productivity. We can lower stress of the employees. In the end, that lower stress is going to bring down healthcare costs. It's going to also create an environment where employees want to stay with the company. It makes it retaining and attracting employees better. All the usual things, but if an employer wants to see sort of our analysis on the ROI, we can send that to them. As we're kind of coming to the, the end of the show with your crystal ball, what do you see as the future <laughs> of financial wellness? Well, first of all, I see a great future. The industry is growing at about between 15 and 20% a year. That's huge these days. So that's very exciting. Just the industry generally is growing. The second is, is that I think, and I hate to say this because everybody's talking about it, but I think AI is going to play a big role. You take our coaching, it's super personalized. We're not going to replace a, a coach with a robot, but what we can do, in, and we're working on this pretty hard, is to use AI to analyze people's data and then create insights to where we can give them very personalized, very specific suggestions on how to whether spend their money invest their money what debt to pay down and ai is great for that it can provide insights that nobody would have expected that it can do and then our coaches still live still personalized can go and deliver those insights to them that's really exciting for them the second thing and this this may sound a little bit contradictory from what i talked about before but i think there is room to have certain products where we can help people along the way. For example, emergency savings funds. That is a product that's starting to enter the financial wellness space. And we are getting involved with this to where we want people to be able to do that within the Brightdown platform at a click. And so in some way, that's a product, but it's not a product where we're going to be making any money on it. It's just a product where we are able to get that employee to do what they want to do all within the Brightdown platform. So I think things like that and helping them invest in the 401k or their HSA or get them better informed with other benefits are really places within our space that are opening up. The last thing I'll say about sort of the, the industry is that I think over the next couple of years will be interesting. I think there'll be some consolidation within the industry. We're looking at some things ourselves that can be really interesting as ways for us to grow. And so it'll be a really interesting time because there's no really dominant player in our space. There are some good ones out there. But I think that over the next two to five years, 
we'll start to see some of those that aren't so good fall to the wayside and we'll start to see some consolidation. Well, David, thank you very much for one. Thank you for making a a massive career change and having a passion for what you do (laughs) um, because it is, as you, as you pointed out, is so needed. Thank you for being on today's show and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Granite List Live. For listening to this episode of the Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live.